Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of The Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. Minutes. I'm in an undisclosed location, a.k.a. I'm going to disclose it. I'm on Cape Cod. I always feel like I need to tell the listeners that we're not in the same place. <laughs> don't I don't care. know why. They don't care at all. But if they are listening and they want to be part of the show, what can they do? Call 646-138. All right. On that no- note, let's get into it. Um, as you all may recall... I am forever scarred by the great wiener truck disaster of 2022. I haven't had a hot dog since, and I, w- I will not. No glizzies. Uh, ever since I saw the hot dog meat strewn across the highway. Happy to say that I do not feel this will be impacting me with nachos, even though there was a nacho cheese spill yes. <laughs> on the highway. Um, the pictures were not nearly as disgusting, so I think I'm good to go. This happened in Arkansas. Um it was with Rico's nacho cheese, and there was a crash, and the cheese got everywhere. Cheese got everywhere. Um, it took them four hours to clear it up, which I thought was a long time. I was like, what were you guys doing for the other three hours after you just sort of like moved the nacho cheese off the highway? It wasn't as gross as the glizzy spill, um, but it didn't look good, and it didn't make me want to eat Rico's nacho cheese. I had the feeling that it was like it was like exclusively for movie theaters. That was kind of the vibe That's I got. Ex- Exactly what I was going to say. It was like, this is a real L for, for movie theater nachos, yes. which is like something that I almost never order, but always consider. Um, and I just was like, this is this is a bummer. But I do still love nacho cheese, and I really love nachos. One of my favorite things to eat. Really? One of your love. favorite things to eat? Yes. Nachos. Yeah. Hard for huh. me to resist nachos. Love. Just you know what love. I can't get over? I don't like meat on my nachos. That's shocking. That is a really interesting take. Yeah, I'm, no chicken, no meat. I don't like it. No. No shredded meat for you on your nachos. No, no, I prefer I prefer just beans and cheese. And I think that movie nachos are a very different thing than nachos. They should have their own name. If you're well, just giving me some cheese. cheese sauce to dip my tortilla chip in, that's not nachos. It's a whole different thing. I that's a good point. Nacho cheese also in general is used too loosely. Like, yes. you know, I feel like I feel like cheese whiz is closer to not movie nacho cheese than like melted cheddar on nachos yes or monterey jack oh is that what you usually have a, a mix of the two would be ideal oh yeah so you got the mexican mix in, yes. in the grocery yes, store the Mexi mix yep exactly wow. huh. exactly okay interesting well i just want to say on the four hours i agree this doesn't seem like it should take four hours to clean up but on the other hand it seems sticky and gross mm-hmm. and also 
I believe no one was injured. And so I do yes. hope the emergency crews were tending to actual emergencies or this is like hugely inconvenient. And if I'd been in traffic, I would have been furious. Yes. But if anyone was like hurt or there was like other problems, I'm glad this didn't take priority over it. Great job, Arkansas Emergency Services. Yeah, Arkansas did a great job on this one. And I also felt like the summer <laughs> warmth kind of played into the grossness oh, of it. Like the, if it was, you know, I feel like if it was fall and it was like a crisp, cool day, it wouldn't be as gross. But something about like the cheese just sitting on the hot, concrete for hours just made me just kind of like, Ugh. it did not, yeah. did not make me want to eat nachos. I'm sorry, Rico. Uh, I will say uh, one, one tidbit that I found funny was that they, they put sand on the ground to make it not sticky or slick, which is like what they also do with like ice essentially. So I was like, sand just fixes everything on the road. <laughs> it really does. really does. They've got that on deck. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I love our next story. Mm-hmm. There is an imitation in and out in Mexico. <laughs> I cannot laugh at this one. Tell me it what it's is, called. Well, it's part of the problem. It's called N-E-N-O-U-T. N-E-N-O-U-T. It, it, right? It's, it's spelled the same. They just move the N over on the other side of the dash. So it's the it's exact in, same letters, but they move the N. So it's, just a, it's, it's I-N dash capital I dash N-O-U-T. Yeah. So it's... in and out yeah, it's really, really funny and confusing <laughs> yes. to say because it's it's the exact same thing. And also, they basically have the same menu. Yes. <laughs> they also have a dining room. Uh, their dining room also has the like similar garage sign. Mm-hmm. It has the faux grass partition. It has red trays. Um, and then their their like slogan is it's not California. It's in Culia. It's not in California. It's in Culiacan. Um, and I just think it's really funny. P.S. This is in Sinaloa, Mexico. It's hilarious. Uh, this is this is I like someone it. just sitting around and be like, let's open up a burger joint. Be like, I love In and Out. Like, I love In and Out too. Let's just open an In and Out. Like, well, that costs a lot of money. All right, let's just call it In and Out, but we'll, we'll move the end. It's kind of like the furthest you can take like Canal Street knockoffs is like, this is it. You yes. take something that is iconic and famous and real, and you just go to the other side of the border and you make it again and you move the hyphens around. Yes, it, it, like it reminded me of like McDowell's incredible. from coming to America. Yes. that's kind of what it was. I was like, "This is McDowell's, but in and out in Mexico." <laughs> they have the golden arches. We've got the golden arcs. It's exa- <laughs> exactly very similar. Exactly. I, <laughs> I love it. this. I love it so <laughs> me much. Me too. I want to like, go there. Re- Food news I'm road trip for. In e out, in and out. I think that's that's how you have to say it. In and out, in and out. Yes, I love it so much. I want to go <laughs> there. I bet it tastes just as good. I'm I about to say I'm not an in and out supremacist, Me so I'm like, okay, sure, I'll have your burger, whatever. I don't think in and out is, is that good. I think it's wildly overrated. Wildly overrated. I had another Whopper Junior last night. And it was great. So I was like, good. I'm really really happy. So this is the year of Burger King on Food News. I know. I went to the movies and I brought it in. I wore like a big cardigan so I could hide it and bring <laughs> so it in. You smuggled it in. Yeah, I brought. I got a lot of smuggling Happy food meal. into the movies. Quick personal food news: they have hamburger and fries at a movie theater, and I was hungry and I thought about it, and I was like, I don't think I can can get a more gross burger. Like only in like high school cafeterias can you get a more gross burger than a movie theater burger. What was the chain? AMC. Oh, that's a hard stay away. That's an absolutely not. Yeah. AMC to me is, is synonymous with sticky floors from soda spilling. Oh, yeah. And Nicole Kidman with that open. Of course. I love the Nicole Kidman. Kidman open. Someone <laughs> someone applauded at the end of it last time. I was like, this I, is he, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's like the internet's like favorite thing. So. I love it so much. Shout out to her. Shout out to Nicole um, Kidman. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. 
The New York Times had a trend story, and it's about hard juice, which is exactly what it sounds like. Hard juice sold in the can. We've tried many of them here on this podcast. None of them are as good as juice with liquor added. Yes. And I have to say, the difficulty in making those is so low that if you're buying hard juice and it's not like out of desperation, I've got questions for you. Yes, exactly. And it's like, it's some, everything is now spiked. I can't think of a liquid that's not spiked with alcohol nowadays and available in, in an alcoholic format. Me neither. Like we tried, we tried hard water. Sunny D. Yeah, we had hard water. <laughs> It's Sunny D. We had Sunny D, which is a kid's drink. Sunny D is a child's drink. And now it's like hard juice. Like, it's not a cocktail, though. So they're not saying, hey, no. this is vodka mixed with juice. But they're also not saying this is like a fermented juice, sort of like an apple cider. They're just saying, yeah, we've got some, like, malt liquor infused into this juice. It seems, I don't know why anyone would would buy this product. I really don't either, unless, like, you're at... It, uh, here are some. Here are the only examples I can come up with. Okay, you're going camping, and it's the last like gas station or like mini mart for miles, and you're like, "Fuck, we didn't get any alcohol. I guess we have to get hard juice." That could be like one example, but I have to assume they have beer in that scenario. Yes, <laughs> right next to it will be beer and wine. And I love that you said you're going camping. I don't know why camping was involved, Juliet. Like, what are you? Okay, the only scenario in which I would drink hard juice is I'm going camping. I'm sleeping in a tent. That's the <laughs> And I'm stopping at a gas station before the campsite. In every other scenario that I could imagine myself, there would be commerce around to buy wine. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It has to be like going out of civilization. That's the only thing I can imagine. I mean, how lazy are you that you don't want to get a bottle of vodka and a bottle of juice and then make your own hard juice? It'll taste so much better. So much better. also, Also, probably less sugar and like less less bad hangover. There's no reason to drink hard juice. There I reject none. this. There's none. And I think that if you have five of these things, you're going to feel so bad the next day. You're going to yeah. feel awful. Even hard seltzer, which like I understand the appeal of as a big seltzer drinker, but mm-hmm. like I'm so particular about my seltzer and really all my beverages that I would like to assemble all of it myself. Basically, That's a good point. So... I reject almost all of this, but so, but so is the marketplace. Like hard seltzer's over. You know, that's why. I, I know. They're like losing money. I was like shocked by juice. that. I know. Beer stands the the the, te- the test of time and nothing else. <laughs> wow, it took you a really long time to say test of time. I know. I was just like struggling for the words. I'm just overwhelmed by this, you know. And also many, thinking hard, about myself camping, that's that's out. Um it's psyching <laughs> me out. Yeah, I don't want to camp. <laughs> I don't want to camp, Juliet. All right, let's move on to another inexplicable story. <laughs> Jacoby, do your children wear crocs? Yes. Do you wear crocs? I don't wear Crocs for the same reason I don't do heroin. I'm sure I would like it. So I don't, I've never put a Croc on my foot because I know it's going to be really comfortable and really easy to put on and off. And next thing you know, I'm going to become a Croc person. I hate the way Crocs look. Like if, yeah, they I, look I horrible. If, if someone just like time traveled to now and they saw someone wearing Crocs, they'd be like, what? Do you have a melted candle on your foot? Like, what is that? What is it? I am, I too am not a croc person. So many people that I know are that I feel afraid to really speak out against it. But here oh, in the this food, news, food news bubble, I yeah, I just think it's like it's cute on children like under the age of five. And then that's like about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and it's like, also like you don't have to tie the shoes. That's a big thing for kids. But you know there's what I mean? so many other waterproof, comfortable shoes for kids that you could also wear. Also, Crocs, not that cheap. No. Know. 
Not that cheap they're, at all. And I didn't know how much those little little things that you put on the Crocs, whatever they're called, gibbets, they're, I think. Apparently they're called gibbets, which yeah, is a just terrible, that, terrible name. Just learned that here. Those things are like $4 a piece. So, so yeah. The, if you think the, about the, it, you want three on each foot. Like we're talking like $24 on top of the $60 Crocs. No it's thank like more you. more than Nikes. It's ridiculous. No so thank anyway, you. Kids are really into their Crocs and their gibbets. I went, I visited my summer camp recently. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, Jacoby. Oh, I am. But but a lot of Crocs and a lot of kids with gibbets on them. And apparently the kids trade their gibbets. And now they will also be able to trade edible gibbets because Pop-Tarts has collaborated with Crocs to make a gibbet that comes in packaging thank the fucking lord but then goes on your shoe and then you can trade them because my first thought on this was why would you eat something that's so close to you some, your to a child's dirty foot yeah this makes no sense to me whatsoever and we've done a lot of these stories where it's like this brand is connecting with this brand to create this thing like we've, we've already eaten like Velveeta you know white chocolate Truffles. or whatever things that just don't yeah. feel like they belong together but Pop-Tarts and Crocs do not belong together <laughs> There is no association there. The only thing I like about it is they called them Croc Tarts. I feel like they started with that. Like sometimes that I feel like they started with the name. It. it was the name. Yeah, yeah, they started with the name. It's kind of kind of like Mike and Mike is a morning show. They're just like, let's just find two guys named Mike because I like Mike and Mike. It works. I think this is like someone sitting around being like, Pop Tarts are good. Croc Tarts. They're like, yes. I think this is name first and then reverse engineered the brand play. That's my. That's what I've decided just now. I agree with you, but my biggest problem with this is that it's not a Pop-Tart. It's like a gummy that no. you eat. It's it's like, I love Pop-Tarts. but You love Pop-Tarts? I really do. You really I love, love Pop-Tarts? Yeah, I, don't, I, do. I don't believe you. You're lying. I swear to God. You don't love Pop-Tarts. When's the last time you had a Pop-Tart? Um... Within the last two years, this I, when they're sold like as Lucy's at bodegas, I'm like, fuck yes, I'd like to have that. <laughs> <laughs> the s'mores one, the brown sugar one, pop tarts overrated, overrated. The summer, no, the summer when I was 16, I volunteered at a school, and then I would walk home from the school, and I, um, was I 16? I was 17. Excuse me, it's 2003. I would walk home from the school, and I would always stop at the same corner store on like. 70th and Broadway, and mm-hmm. I would buy Pop-Tarts, and I would eat them as I walked home on the very sweaty day, and it was like, well, I'm, d- I'm done here. I volunteered for four hours. <laughs> I had my Pop-Tarts, and now the day is over. I helped humanity. <laughs> Got my Pop-Tarts. Day exactly. Done. You're welcome. Exactly. You're I, welcome. So I, love, I really do love Pop-Tarts. Um, oh, no. Also, I think I love them because as a kid, they like set my family's toaster on fire, so then like we were never allowed to have them in the house again. So how, it was, did, like, how did the forbidden. Pop-Tarts set your family's toaster on fire? I think because it like overheated and then it's like the goo made it like catch on fire. What? I don't know, man. That makes no sense. Toaster technology wasn't as good in there in the nineties. No. Yeah. Do you want, should we call my dad? Should we have him call (laughs) six, four, six, two, one, 38. Please, please, please call in and confirm this story. Cause I don't believe it. I think a piece of toast probably would have done the same. I was, I would have been desperate. I, 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 if I were a kid and I had Pop-Tarts on my feet, I would be so torn over like, do I eat this or do I leave it? Because it's been eaten. It's been close to my foot. But it's no a good point because it's a gummy. It's I not a Pop-Tart. That. It's not a, it's nothing to do with Crocs or Pop-Tarts. It has nothing to do with either, uh, either product. I'm telling you, they just came up with the name, Croc-Tarts. And then they're just like, what can we make? Those little gibbets that go on the thing. Sure, we'll do that. It has nothing to do with Pop-Tarts or Crocs <laughs> at all. It's, it's maddening because Pop-Tarts are great. No, they're not. Pop-Tarts are not great. Food fight. Um, 
Wow, people call people should call in and let us know what they think about Pop Tarts. I'm actually surprised by this, Jacoby. I feel like you'd be a Pop Tart guy. They're too uh the bready part is overwhelming. There's not enough filling and the the mm. frosting doesn't taste like anything. So it just it's really dry in my mouth. What flavors are you having? Just like regular jelly or whatever, but it, it's very strawberry dry. Is, strawberry is a very lesser flavor of Pop Tart. So very dry. Maybe in the future we'll do a Pop Tart taste test. No. Pass. <laughs> We will not do that. Okay, I'll just continue to eat them on a nice summer day. Well, you've had one. You've had one for two years, so I guess you really do love them, right, Julia? You haven't had one for two years. Like, I love pop tarts. You have How every opportunity you to get pop tarts. I no, see pop tarts. Come on, I'm not buying pop tarts for myself and keeping them at home. Why not? If you love no way. them, you no. buy all kinds of other things for yourself and keep them at home. Yeah, like um, things that are less embarrassing and more age appropriate. Em- you're embarrassed to to possess pop tarts. <laughs> I think you're smuggling that like, wa- you're smuggling whoppers in the movies. You're smuggling pop tarts. That around. I'm not embarrassed by. Crocs and pop tarts are for children. Okay, I agree. I'm not a child. I agree. Okay, great. Let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> another a great story about vegans. Um, I feel like ve- will vegan news ever cease to be news? I feel like when when will as a society we just accept vegans for who they are? Yeah, I don't care if what other people do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you're vegan or not. I think uh, vegans are also just very, like, out about how vegan they are, too. Yeah. I, 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 in general, I think it's fine. Anyway, this one woman, she wanted to fight back against the anti-vegan hate. And so she went on TikTok to explain that even though it limit, limits her ability to eat things out in public, and sometimes she hallucinates as a result <laughs> of malnourishment, she will continue to be a vegan. I'm calling bullshit on the hallucinations. Her name's Roxanne, by the way. And she said she was on a plane and all she could have was like peanuts and beer. So she hallucinated or something. Yeah. Did, no, no. She did not hallucinate. You can, you <laughs> never, I don't think you can get so hungry that you hallucinate. I'm saying she did not hallucinate. I assume she was just really hungry and probably hangry. And maybe her anger was bringing her into a rage. But it didn't make like the walls start melting. You know what I mean? No. She didn't see it. She wasn't on the plane. Like all of a sudden there's a, a, a life-sized mosquito next to her, like a human-sized mosquito. Like she didn't, she didn't actually hallucinate. I agree with you. And I just think she she wanted even more attention for being a vegan. But yes. listen, I, I think it's proven that being a vegan is better for the environment. So like I just I, there's it not is. really a lot of debate here. So like, yeah. Good job. Do you, vegans? Yeah, yeah you're, you're probably healthier. You're probably better for the environment. You know, I mean, when you watch a documentary about where we get our food, it makes you want to be vegan. But I also feel like vegans like going to Harvard. Like, good for you, but you don't need to tell me about it all the time. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm happy that you're vegan. I'm happy that you've chosen this lifestyle. I'm happy that you're happy, but you don't have to put it in my face all the time. I don't care. It's, I'm still going to have yeah. a glizzy and a hamburger. It's kind of like and a Whopper someone. <laughs> and a Pop-Tart. That is, I think, uh, I don't know if it's vegan approved. Probably is, though. It's so much fake shit. Um, that's, the thi- uh, that's the thing is often there's many ways around it. But you know when people from but who went to Harvard, you ask them where they went to college, and they're like, oh, I went to school in Boston. I feel like a vegan, the, the analog is when someone asks if you have any dietary restrictions, and they're like, oh, I just don't eat anything that's animal-based. Or it's like, cool. Delicious. <laughs> great. Uh, but are you pro-vegan or anti? Because I'm pro is my point. Like, let's just accept... I I can't tell from your commentary. Okay. Um, I'm not pro or anti-vegan. I am anti how much your veganism is in my face. That's the part that bothers me. So you're pro-veganism. You're anti-vegan culture. No, I wouldn't say that, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't say it. I wouldn't say it. But yes, I wouldn't say that. Right. But I may be speaking truth. Yes, exactly, exactly. Shout out to Um. All right, let's move on to a story from Florida. Um. There is a sixty-nine dollar vegan-friendly steak at a place called Charlie's Steakhouse in Florida, as discussed. As I said, and do you think that's a lot or a little? That is a lot for a steak. And I also feel like if you are vegan, why are you going to the steakhouse in the first place? Well, right? they like, had to go. But why? Okay, let's say you're in a, in a group. You're part of a group of, of, of seven other people from work, table for eight. We're going to the steakhouse. You're not going to not go. But, like, are you going to order the fake steak? Why don't you just have a bunch of, like, you know, spinach Salad. or something? Yeah. Eat later. Just eat other things. I'm sure they have a pasta dish that, that, that works for you or something. I don't know. I don't know why you would get a steak. It's pretty inexplicable about why it would be $69, considering how many how many steak substitutes are available for much less. And yes. like, they got to all taste the same. It's not like you're getting like a better cut of, you know, plants or better cut of like <laughs> That's another great chemicals. Point. This, like, is, this, 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 is, this is from the best minutes. part of the plants. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, the same. It's the same. And if it's like, you're using quinoa or farro. Maybe that's like a few extra dollars or something. I don't know why I picked those grains, but I can't really come up with a scenario in which I could understand the $69, $69 price point. $69 price tag is a lot. The only thing I can come up with is like they want everything on the menu to be like around the same. So it all seems like luxurious. Mm. But uh, again, that's just marketing. And like uh, that's on you if you order a $69 vegan steak. Yes. Because what happens? Because basically there was bad reviews left for Charlie's as a result of this. But it's like, yeah, if you're buying that, that's on you. If you if you went there, bought it, and then reviewed it online, you're a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Or like... you or you went there just to do that. Like that was your goal was to eat it and then go online and then trash it. It gets back to your point about vegan culture. It's like, again, fine, don't have steak, but also don't leave a review. Don't post about it. You can do yeah. that too. That's also an option. Is not to complain about it after you buy a $69 ste- uh, fake steak. Keep it quiet. Um, all right. Should we get into our taste? Oh, we have one more really important story. Mm-hmm. How could I possibly suggest we move mm-hmm. on? Uh, at the Minnesota State Fair, there was a pasta theft. And Benton as County. we all... Benton County State Fair. At the Benton, Benton County, County Fair. Fair in Minnesota, there was a pasta theft. And with all great thefts and heists, Jacoby called the police to get more information. Always. This is the first time I've ever spoken to someone. They picked up. (laughs) Not only that is the sheriff picked up and I asked about the Benton, the Benton County Fair uh, pasta theft. And at first he didn't know what I was talking about. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me get my captain to give you more information. (laughs) And it was at that point I started to get a little nervous. I was like, it's always I've always wanted to talk to the police about these heists. But like, it's kind of when you get there, I didn't really have anything to say. You know what I mean? Because it was all sort of in the article. But. Oh, it's an active said, investigation, so they couldn't tell you anything. <laughs> yes, at one point, like, it's, I was like, "Do you have any suspects? Have you made it? Got any leads?" And he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't know what I can tell you." I was like, "It's a pasta theft at a fair, okay? <laughs> this isn't like a double <laughs> homicide." And apparently, at the fair, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, stations, booths, stalls, booths, stalls, yeah. And someone, um, at <laughs> you betcha, they broke some equipment. <laughs> They stole some pasta and they stole the startup cash, which is like whatever change, you know, $40 just to make change from the Made Right booth. However, when they mention Made Right, it says in parentheses, 
home of the loose meat sandwich. That's made right slogan. That's their official slogan. Which obviously leads to the following question, Juliet. What is a loose meat sandwich? So had to do some more research, Googled loose meat sandwich made right, and found that a loose meat sandwich is a sloppy joe. A sloppy joe. It's a sloppy joe. Sloppy Joe, slop a sloppy Joe. Again, you and guys don't know that song. But not at most, all. <laughs> most people do. It's an no Adam Sandler song. song. It's the Lunch Lady song. Yes, that is oh, not you guys a song. do not. That is not a real song. <laughs> You're just singing Sloppy Joe. But Sloppy Joe's, as we've just, we've covered before, underutilized. Underutilized. I love Sloppy Joe's. Love. Very Sloppy messy. Joe's are fantastic. Love. Agreed. Give me more. I made them once. For my kids, and my kids love them, and I've never made them again. This is on me. You know what? I've done a homework for myself. Make some sloppy joes. It's not hard to make. No. It's just, it's loose meat, so. Loose meat. I, I will say, when you asked the sheriff what is a loose meat sandwich, he was incorrect. He, he was, I think it was, yes. He said but it he was gave like an answer. Pork. He didn't say, I don't know. And he, is like, <laughs> he was the captain, by the way, not the sheriff. Sorry. He could have easily just said, I don't know what a loose meat sandwich is, <laughs> but instead, the fucking guy took- mansplained it. He took the Juliet tactic of sounding really sure of what it is and yes. just making it up. Yes, great, I knew because I already Googled it. So when he gave that answer, there's a part of me that wanted to be like, you're wrong, that's not it. But then there's a part of me that's like, well, he's going to be like, then why do you ask the question in the first place? Is this a test? <laughs> you're quizzing me on my, my local sandwich knowledge? So I didn't have to mention anything, but I did I did note that, that he was wrong. He's like, I don't know, something like a pulled pork? It's like, no, dude, you're just guessing. You're guessing at what a loose meat sandwich is. It's a sloppy Joe. And when you anyway, look up, one thing I do like about the loose meat sandwich, when you look it up, they show uh, parts of the sloppy Joe like sprinkled around the sandwich. So it's like to prove that it's like loose meat. There's like, it's not just, it's not even all encompassed in the sandwich. There's also just particles of the, the loose meat around. I like it's that. Not a, it's not a poorly packed patty. It's a sloppy Joe. It's a sloppy the Joe. Is, the meat is loose. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our taste test, man. I was at a grocery store today and I saw some high-end cookies in the cookie aisle that I really wanted to try. These cookies were fucking expensive. One was Bone Mama, which makes the jam that's overpriced here in America. Yep. Um, They have three different kinds of tarts, tartlets as cookies. This looks like something that would be really nice to serve at like a a wine and cheese event at your home. But I wanted to know if that was true and if the price could potentially justify it. It's nine cookies and it could cost $7. That's a lot. That's what we're talking like 80 cents. A, that's 80 cents a cookie. So far, the the look of it is not nearly as nice as the box itself, which is, I guess, supposed, supposed I guess, is on me. What do you got? How's Bon Mama? Mmm. It's really good. Wow. It's delicious. Very lemony. Okay. Well, I've got um, Tesoro Vanilla Cream Cuff Puff Pastries. There are a bunch of them, and they only cost four forty nine. Wow. So Mike much did not more spend reasonable. enough on you. It is, um, it looks, it's got like a, a sugary outside. It's like a sugar cookie. I'm imagining there's going to be like some Bavarian cream in the middle and it's going to be delicious. Mine looked like it was a lemon creme brulee and it kind of tastes like that. These actually are really good. Not for $7, but they're delicious. Yeah. This is like a pastry and it's, um, not worth it. Not wow. worth it. You're not even finishing it. No, I would much rather have just like a chocolate chip cookie or an Oreo or a Chips Ahoy. That's like, why I was curious. I was like, is this actually better than just a great Oreo? No. It's not. Probably not. Yeah, not worth it. Sorry, Tesoro Vanilla Cream. You are not good. I liked mine, but... I'm not even finishing mine. All right. 
let's move on. Personal food news. PFN. I was at the grocery store, excuse me, I was at the farmer's market over the weekend. And I really wanted to patronize a local business and feel healthy. So I bought tomatoes, baby eggplants, and shishito peppers. They all looked really, really cute. The tomatoes were crappy and really Really? expensive. Really? And it's fucking tomato season. And I was just like, I just feel like at the farmer's market, the this lifestyle is so much more appealing to me than the actual food. Great point. Great point. And also, also it's way more expensive. And I'm just like, great. So I've wasted money on on like mediocre tomatoes. Mediocre tomatoes. Um, gotten ones that I know are better at the store. I love shishito peppers from like a Japanese restaurant. Course, you know, like yeah. a blistered shishito pepper. Wow. However, one one complaint. I eat by myself a lot. There's mm-hmm. just too many of them. Like I need I need to be with like seven people. Sometimes I'll order a plate of shishito peppers. I'm like, I don't need seven servings of shishito peppers right now. I just want like four of these things. I don't need 35. I, I, I feel similarly usually about like edamame, which is like almost always served for two. And it's like, yeah, I could throw this all back, sure. But should I? Like I've ordered other food. So yes. can, there should be more individual portions when you go to a restaurant. And also more portions for three people. And if you're ordering somebody that only has three and there's four of you, they should give you an option, an two upcharge of four. Totally. They totally I should. I hate that. Hate, I hate, think hate. appetizers, especially if it's something like that, like everybody gets one, you should be able to order the number that you want. Agreed. And also when I get wings, like it's always like, if we have 10. It's like, can I get five wings? They're like, no, they only come in 10. I'm like, I don't want 10 wings. You've got them. You charge me for 10. I don't care. I just want five wings. <laughs> I know. It's like, or... Let me know what you're going to do with the surplus food. And I'm cool. But like, show me the person you're giving it to on the street or give, let me know where you're donating it or whatever, you know? Yes. I'm anti-food waste. Okay. Your turn. Um, Theme. This is a restaurant that I first was introduced to in Los Angeles. It also exists in New York. And I had lunch there yesterday and I was like, this has to be my personal food news because this is such a lovely experience. And that is Sugarfish. If you're not familiar, it is Love. just a sushi restaurant. However, they've got this thing called Trust Me, where they just kind of, it's just, just like it sounds. Trust me. And they just bring you lots of different fish. And it's, everything is just done so well. Like the fish is excellent. The rice is just not filling and it's light. Everything is amazing. They, they just do everything perfectly. And I enjoyed my lunch so much. I was like, I'm just going to make this my personal food news because it is such a great experience. I also love just saying, just, I would say the words, trust me. And then they bring me a bunch of different fish. Because usually you get like two rolls if you're at a sushi place. And you're kind of stuck with those two different flavors, those two different fishes. Seconds. But not at Sugarfish. Excellent, excellent experience. If you ever have the opportunity, go to a Sugarfish. Which location did you go to? Uh, 50s, Midtown. Oh, nice. Yeah. I liked the one in Soho. It's great. Yeah. They're excellent. I love Sugarfish. Sugarfish is a great restaurant. All right. Time for listener food news. Mike, hit it. Hey, Juliet and Jacoby. Uh, my name is Scott McSweeney. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours for a long time. I've been listening with my wife ever since uh, back in the Grantland days. And we're really big fans. We listen to you guys every week. So thanks for doing what you do. Uh, I want to start with a food news follow-up uh, from last week, um, the article in the New York Times about red light at restaurants. I actually work at BlackRock, and I've tracked down our friend Zach Belden, and I can confirm officially he was not I repeat, not the guy who gave the quote wow. in the article. So, oh. Juliet, if you want to find out what happened on that date, maybe you need to make an appointment with that doctor. Doctor. Okay. And uh, let us know how that goes. This is huge info. Scott, great, thank you so much. Great, great food news follow from Scott. <laughs> we have found Zach Weldon. He's a doctor. 
<laughs> he is a doctor. I can't believe it. I was really shading this BlackRock Zach Weldon. Belden? Yes. I cannot believe it. I'm so sorry. I really apologize. Well, a couple things I know about you, Juliet. You love romantic comedies. I do. You're going to marry Zach Weldon. <laughs> This is obvious. This is obvious at this point. I got to figure He's single because he went on a date. So we know that he's single. Well, they might be dating now. He's a doctor. No, it didn't go well. Didn't go well. (laughs) You can't go to first date at a red restaurant. No way. (laughs) I'm honestly, Scott, thank you so much. Thank you too. Yeah. We'll be following up with you. I'm 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 going to message him on LinkedIn and LinkedIn. This is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Shout out to I love Scott and his wife. Shout out to Scott. Scott's wife too. I love it. Thank you. Um, thank you also to Mike Wargon for producing this podcast. We'll be back next week. <laughs> 